Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Golden Ratio Podcast. I am Jen, GR Mom, joined as always by GR Dad. Hi. How's it going, GR Dad? Fine. Excellent. The cocktail of the week this week is called The Long Dark Cloud. Oh, that's pretty good. How my life feels these days. <laughs> For you, that's super dark since you're a naturally optimistic person. It's dark rum, lemon juice, orgeat syrup, pineapple juice, and Angostura bitters. It's For me, that's just Monday. Right Monday. Right there. Oh, yeah, thanks. When uh, GR Dad and I were taking flying lessons for a while, every time GR Dad tried to fly, it didn't work. Like, I would fly, and we'd land the plane, and GR Dad would get in the cockpit, Something and then fall off. <laughs> like, the propeller wouldn't work, or the, <laughs> it would, there'd be a storm coming in. And so our flight instructor started calling him Dark Cloud. Which is an awesome hand. Or was it Black Cloud? Black Cloud. Black Cloud. I'm like the curse of the plane. <laughs> it's a cool name. It was so good. I never got a cool nickname. It was like three times in a row where it was like, it was yeah. fine for you, and then not for me. <laughs> yeah. Finally, I was like, just letting go go. Does it look like it's going to go? Letting go go first. Yeah. Yeah. Black Cloud. Anyway, this is the Long Dark Cloud. That's what it's called. Monday. It's just, or Monday. Uh, man, life in the Golden Ratio household is tough this week. Nobody likes to sleep as much as we do. Ugh. Let me clarify. Voods doesn't sleep at, he's like an infant. I think he gets most of his sleeping in the day, and then at night he's restless. So uh, when we did the podcast last week, Voods had had a seizure. He may have had two seizures by the time of the podcast. But he had another seizure that night, and that's not good. That, like, having multiple seizures in a 24-hour period is not good. That's called a cluster seizure. And when we were starting to, like, get him regulated, he would often have them, like, 12 hours apart. He'd have one, and then he'd have another one, and that would be it. He'd never had three like that. Yeah. And so that was worrying. And then he went about 24 hours... So that was Thursday. Thursday, he had the three seizures. The last one was at like 11.30. And then Friday, we were like, okay, everything's okay. And then at about 11.30 Friday night, he had another one. And it was short. Yeah. Um, When he starts having the seizures, and I say this every time, but I can't really emphasize the horror of it. He starts... Scream like imagine you're dissecting a dog alive. That's the sound. It's screaming. It's full like full throated. I mean, it's like a screaming. human which is which is why we're a little worried that the neighbors are calling nine one one. I have warned all the neighbors. I'm like, if you hear this sound, like that's what it is. Um, but it, it triggers like a real visceral horror in me just to hear the sound, just to think about the sound. And so he had one of these, I mean, all of them are like this. We had three on Thursday, including one at like 11.30. And then Friday night, he had one at 11.30. And then at about 3 a.m. on Saturday morning, so just a few hours after the Friday night one, we woke up and he was having another one. And then as soon as it stopped, he started having a second one. So this has happened once before. Uh, this is how dogs die from seizures. So I think it's called status epileptic, epileptic. Epileptus. <laughs> and it just basically means they, they don't leave the seizure state. And uh, he had had one of these before, and he had had four in a row. And, you know, they don't, they don't breathe when they're seizing. And so, so it's all clenched up, right? It's like a, the whole body's like a fist. Yeah. So there's no breathing. Um, they can have heart attacks. They can have strokes. They can just die from not breathing. It's, it's super dangerous. And so when this had happened, last time which was like almost a you know i mean it was shortly after we got him you know probably november or december um our vet at the time had given us this um benzodiazepine basically it's versed which you may have heard of it's an anesthetic that they'll use and she gave kind us a like li- an epi pen for ep- yeah for it's so it's a syringe with a little cone on the end and you squirt this stuff into their nose um to interrupt the seizure and we have had this pen every time he's had a seizure since then it's like get the pen out because if he has a second one we have to give him the thing and it's always been like our go-to emergency backup and so we got the pen out and had to do the do the thing after the second seizure on you know 3 a.m on saturday which thankfully did stop them but then we're out of 
Mm. We got nothing. We got no backup. Nothing at that point. Yeah. Um, no emergency vet down in the Keys here now. Um, there was one, and who knows what happened. I, You know, they were open and really busy. Like, that wasn't the problem. Um, but they have been closed, I think, since March, trying to find a new location. There's all kinds of rumors about how that's going to work out, but they're not open now. The closest emergency vet to us is Miami, which is a three-hour drive away. Closest. is like, That'd be another state in most places. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, fortunately, it's a Saturday and not a Sunday. If it was a Saturday, we would have just gotten in the car and gone up to Miami. But we would have gotten to Miami at 6 in the morning. Um our vet opens at seven on Saturdays on yeah. Saturday and every day uh, except Sundays. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was like, let's hope he ho- holds on until seven. Uh, so I just stayed up pacing <laughs> around the house, <laughs> looking at him um, until, you know, I mean, it's one of the, one of the only times I think where I've literally just been like looking at the clock, willing minutes to pass <laughs> and, uh, so, you know, at, at around six o'clock I left, it's about 45 minutes to the vet and we're standing out in front of the vet at quarter to seven. Um, you know, and as soon as, you know, as soon as they opened, they brought us in, they kept him, uh, all day on seizure watch, which is great. Cause then they have, they have a IV, like a catheter line in him, right? They for have IV. a lot of backup. Yeah, so they can, if they, so if he were to start having a seizure, knowing that he's had, you know, six of them basically in the last two days, um, they they have Versed, this medicine, which they can give intravenously. They've got other meds they can give intravenously. They can do much more than we can with our one pen, yeah. uh, you know, our one syringe of this stuff. Um, so fortunately, he didn't have any other seizures while he was there all day. They kept him all day Saturday. Um, but our vet did talk to a neurologist up in Miami who's like, well, that dose of phenobarbital he's on isn't doing a damn thing for him. Um, so they gave him IV phenobarbital, um, and which is the medicine that we had kind of accidentally cut back and thought he was doing okay on. But obviously that's what triggered this whole thing is that he kind of went three weeks with too low a dose and was sort of hanging on until it wasn't enough. So they gave him some IV of that, um, IV of Keppra, which is another, it's a, it's a drug that he takes in pill form, but they also can give it an IV and it's actually a pretty safe, like phenobarbital has all, it's really rough on certain parts of the body. Um, but Keppra is pretty safe. And so they gave him some of that IV. We have increased him. So before all of this experiment, unintentional experimentation, you know, up through like last month, he was getting 100 milligrams of phenobarbital once a day. Now he's on it twice a day. So you'll see he's uh, much more wobbly than... He seems a little woozier, yeah. Yeah, I mean, he it's some pretty intense medicine he's on. He's also on extra doses of the Keppra. So he's getting it three times a day instead of two. Uh, but he's stable. So we're recording on Monday night. He hasn't had any seizures since we brought him to the vet. I'm going to knock on wood. It's going to be annoying, but I'm going to do it. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Um, but it's, uh, we're, uh, I mean, I certainly, I don't know how much you, like every sound he makes, and that is a dog who makes a lot of noise. Well, this is the problem, right? It's, it's he, he's weird anyway, right? He makes yeah. weird noises. He gets bored. He's, he's like a little inscrutable. And the, the beginnings of a seizure are the little weird noises and kind of twitchiness and he has that anyway yeah yeah i mean he'll it'll be one or two short noises and then the screaming begins but now he makes little noises all the time (laughs) and so every time there is one uh, i am i'm just super on edge with everything yeah um so it it sucks (laughs) like uh because there's we're sort of powerless like we've got him on all the medicine we can have him on they gave us a new backup uh, syringe of, of the Versed, which, you know, usually will interrupt it, but, but he'll still have had a seizure. I mean, it's a, it's a yeah, well, like we don't want him to have any more seizure. You're right. Yeah. And, uh, you know, it's really worrying having so many clothes together, even though it's quite obvious why, right? Like we reduced his phenobarbital. It, you know, we had tried to reduce it before. So if you go back to the podcast of like November, December, when we were trying to regulate his meds, we were cutting back his phenylbarbital. He was on, 
I think he was on it twice, 100 milligrams twice a day, and we had cut it back to once a day, and it was fine. That was fine for a year. I mean, that was... He well, was... no, no, no. When we were first adjusting oh, it, well. it, I mean, you, you may not have... Like, I was just putting the pills out, so you may not even have known the schedule, but we had cut him back to once a day, and then we had cut him back to every other day. We were trying to wean him off the phenobarbital altogether, thinking he might not need it. And when we got him down to the every other day, which was averages out to close to what he was on after accidental switch here, um, he had a couple more seizures, and so we put it, you know, we got him back on just the 100 milligrams once a day. But we know when he gets, basically, when he gets below the once a day that he had seizures before. And so now, you know, it wasn't exactly the same thing, but it was basically a lower dose. And like, lo and below, behold, he has more seizures. So we know why. It's not that, like, his epilepsy has gotten worse. It's And all the seizures he's had pretty much have been because a medicine has been dropped off, either because we have been trying you know can we lower this dose of this medicine or you know once we ran out of one he puked it out once he puked it out once um so anytime that this he's on and people have been trying to be helpful in suggesting medicines that he can be on if you listen to the podcast you know that that's not helpful and it really just makes me angry I have muted you if you've offered me this advice because I just don't want to hear it. But, you know, I've, I've talked on Twitter about his phenobarbital and people are like, oh, you know, there's potassium bromide or there's, you know, Keppra. He's on every epilepsy drug right now. He's on all of them. There's no other epilepsy drugs to give him because he's on all of them and he's on pretty high doses of all of them. So I don't need any more suggestions unless you're a vet, in which case, like, please DM me. I'm happy to talk to you, but I don't need your experience with your dog. I also really don't need to hear about your dog who died from their epilepsy. I know you're trying to be sympathetic and it's incredibly not helpful. So I know plenty of people whose dogs have died from epilepsy and it's not, not great for me to hear those stories right now. Um, what does he have? 14 pills a day? Something like that? 14, 16, four, 14, six, seven, eight, 16. Yeah. And for a while it was more cause we had different like, dosages yeah it's we, just a handful it's a it's fat a handful of pills it feels like a pharmacy yeah he the the capra he's on which is a great epilepsy medicine uh we have 750 milligram pills but we've had people whose dogs have died from their epilepsy who have given us their leftovers and it come you know somebody gave us 250 milligram pills which is great so we used to take six of those in the morning six for, for a while it was four, like it was four of the other kind yeah two, two of the other kind so many uh, it was a morning dose. Yeah. So anyway, um, it's real, real tough with Boots right now. Um, yeah. And yeah. he's weird. I mean, he seems, he's not as bothered by it as we are, right? I mean, that's the only good thing is that he doesn't worry. He's just like, do, 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 do. My worst problem is that I'm bored. Yeah. He does seem a little more bored than usual, but <laughs> uh, uh, it's interesting though. Like he, ha- so he had the three seizures on Thursday. And then Friday, you know, he didn't have any all day, but he was very much not normal. So when they when they have a seizure after the seizure, it's called the post-ictal phase. And they'll a lot of times they're blind after the seizure, like temporarily blind. They'll run into things. They're just super confused. My dog Kay, who had seizures, would get kind of like aggressive. She'd growl if anyone yeah, would come I mean, here. That, that's the worst. It was she, really she scary. She didn't recognize you. No, no. I mean, she would growl and like show her teeth. So we had to like lock her in a room. That's actually why like the baby gate we have in Maryland, we got because of her seizures. So we could lock her away so she wouldn't, uh, you know, bite anybody basically. Um, So Vooj doesn't get aggressive, but he like walks in circles and he'll bump into stuff and he's you and can he, just tell he's really confused you can tell he's like very surprised to see everybody every yes super surprised like it is i mean like we had this back and forth it is like he had a reset like his brain is restarting yeah and he's like who are you again it's like oh you smell interesting <laughs> a lot of that yeah. he was like that all day on friday like really not himself very confused i had gotten up kind of in the you know early hours of Friday morning. So he hadn't had a seizure. He'd had one at 11.30 p.m. And this was whatever, 4 a.m. And he'd, he hadn't had a seizure, but he'd made some sound. But we were in the kitchen and he was just walking in circles and circles and circles. That's not a thing that he does. So no. he, he was kind of in this limbo state on Friday before 
he went into the the really bad seizures. He's not like that now. He seems much more like his normal self. Yeah, a little more bored and whiny about it. <laughs> he makes a lot of sounds. Um, and you'll definitely see like his back legs aren't as coordinated as they were. This is how he was before. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're going to take him uh, up to the neurologist in Miami. Just the, our, our vet here was great. Like she called them, she gave us their number. So it's just a, a purely neurology clinic, but they're on call 24 seven. So they have regular hours. But if your dog has a seizure, she's like, you just call them. If he has a seizure in the middle of the night, especially if he's got like a, you know, two in a row, you give him that medicine and then you call these guys and they'll tell you what to do. Um, That's so helpful. It's yeah. really nice. Yeah. So they're like in my phone now, Jared, the paper is right over there. <laughs> if, if anything happens when I'm not here. Um, but we're going to go up there and see them to kind of have a relationship with them. And, um, you know, always good to have a, a backup because dogs who, who get this status epileptic, I am embarrassed as a scientist that I haven't learned how to say that word right, but where they have these seizures just one right after the other without a pause, they they have like a 30% less chance of survival than dogs with other kinds of epilepsy. And the last thing, you know, they just get stuck in that seizure and they die. And like the, the horror of that, like I can't even think about, we really don't want that to happen. So having a neurologist and, and like all kinds of backup things that we can do would be great. And also hopefully our emergency vet here will reopen soon. And then we have a shorter drive to get him hooked up somewhere. Um, it's been rough. I mean, the only glass half full thing is that this didn't happen a month ago when he had a bum leg and oh, it, yeah. like he would have been, he was already super shaky and had to balance on yeah. one leg in the back and he would have just been, an invalid at least now he can walk he can go down the stairs now doesn't like to he likes me to carry him but he can so that's the food situation um and if that were the only thing going on <laughs> it would be tough here that would just be a tuesday but it's not uh so hops her leg is so so sore um we're taking her back to the vet on Friday. That was the first appointment they had for her. I'm going to see if anything else opens up this week. Um, and then if they're, you know, they may. So for the thing she has, it's called a hygroma, which we've talked about. Like the standard treatment is those elbow pads that she has now. Um, it's been three weeks. If anything, it's worse <laughs> than it was. Certainly not better. Um so they used to do surgery or they used to drain these hygromas because it's a buildup of fluid in the joint that is generally discouraged because it's really hard to heal surgery on a bendy joint like an elbow because it bends all the time. Yeah. And they get the hygroma in the first place because an injury isn't healing there. So it's not like a, you know, the surgeries have a lot of risks that go with them. Like you can't close the skin over the elbow because then they bend their elbow and it breaks back and, it, open. and it opens again. Um, but she, a lot of hygromas are painless. They're just big lumps. Hers is very painful for her. So, um, we may end up, you know, maybe our vet will be like, okay, well like let's do some surgery. Um, we may end up taking her up to Miami to see an orthopedic vet to see what they can do. But, I, you know, I've talked to our vet here and been like, she's in a ton of pain and they're like, well, we can do cold laser. We can do acupuncture. We can do all these things, which are like fine suggestions for like arthritis, but this is a pretty acute situation. Yeah. So the poor girl is in a lot of pain and there's kind of nothing we can do. And if those were the only two things, that would be a tough time in the household. But the only, the only good thing about hops is she's lighter than boots. I carry both you of them You can down see the that Jared's entire focus of our current health status is his carrying of dogs. Who can I pick up and how long? For how long? So we took... So Remy was supposed to have his exam on Thursday for his eye surgery. And then this coming Thursday, September 9th, is when his surgery was supposed to be. But I think I had said in the short podcast that I did that... Um, she's. I talked to the ophthalmologist and she's like, you know, his blood sugar's too high... Um, 
you know, we looked at his urinalysis and there's glucose in there and that means his blood sugar is too high. So we're not going to do the surgery until that's under control. Take him to your vet to do a glucose curve instead of you just doing one at home. And that's right. once that's under control. We did a, a, a short podcast after I came back with that update. Yep. So uh, we took him last Thursday to the vet and you drop him off there in the morning and they keep him all day and they take his blood sugar every hour. And in between then, in between when I had talked to the ophthalmologist and we brought him in for the glucose curve, he had started on thyroid medicine because he has hypothyroid. So the last blood glucose curve we did before he started the thyroid medicine, it was kind of in the mid 300s. The lowest I think it got was 186. Um, on Thursday, we dropped him off at the vet and it had been about a week since we started the thyroid medicine. His high value was like 185 and it was like 60 at one point and it was 40 at one point. These are super low, very like what's, what's a normal person? I'd be around 100, right? As around 100. So like, you know, 80 would be as low as you want it to get. But my body regulates itself around 100. Let's just, I mean, ideally. Right, if I'm not diabetic. There's a range, though. Yeah, I yeah. mean, like, if you eat... Fair. If you eat, it's going to be... Sugar crash or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's not going to go down to 40. Right. But it's not it's not going to be right at 100 all the time. Yeah. It'll, it'll it won't get to 300, presumably. It should not. 40, it, yeah. You would have a problem if it well, did. Yeah. Um, so anyway, 40, very bad, can be very dangerous. If your blood sugar gets too high one time, nothing all that bad happens. If he does it a bunch over time, all kinds of bad things happen. But um, and your blood sugar won't get super high if you don't have diabetes. But um, if it gets too low, you can go into a coma and die. <laughs> it's really bad. Your body runs out of energy, of sugar. Right? Yeah. yeah. So it was. It got so low at the vet that she's like, I didn't feel like I needed to give him a straight glucose like boost. You know, basically like eating candy. They just give him sugar water basically i mean they can do it iv or they you know if you're if you have a diabetic dog and their blood sugar drops you can put like maple syrup or honey on their gums and they'll absorb the sugar that way to like if they can't you know that's like if they're so lethargic they can't swallow she's like we just gave him some food <laughs> to help bring it back up um she's like so we decreased his insulin by two units so we brought it back down i mean that's quite a bit from where it was um, he was getting 18, now he's getting 16. It doesn't matter how much that is. It's just, you know, we kind of started, I think, at 15. And right. then we went to 16 and then 17 and then 18 because we couldn't get it low enough. And then, oh, with this thyroid medicine, now it's... And so he's been down at 16 since Thursday night. And we've been taking his blood sugar in the afternoon and it was like 39 today. <laughs> so he's getting afternoon snacks, which make him very happy. Uh, <laughs> the good news is that he's not acting lethargic or bad but it's really dangerous for it to get that low um so it's like a thing that we have to really keep a constant eye on and the hope is that you know it, he'll settle in with the thyroid medicine and this new insulin level we may have to decrease the insulin some more though and so you know it's requiring a lot of attention plus he's still extremely needy like he's he has a love deficit <laughs> he's just got his face right in my face all the time. Um, and then, of course, we have the base level anxiety of Chief Brody, which is quite high and requires some pretty active management every day. Um, Especially around dinner time. Yeah. Be before dinner time. Starting Sorry. like 3.30, 4 o'clock. Um, and Guac is like a pretty good boy, but he also actually kind of needs a lot of attention. He, he's got his own love deficit, and he's, he's more mellow about it. So Vink is the only good dog right now. <laughs> Poor little Vink. And she's decided she's going to cope by swimming laps more. Vink, thank you like, for being so chill. She's like, I need my alone time. I'm going to float around here for a while. Like not demanding, have, not resentful. Just she's a, thank you, Vink. She gets an award. So um, things she, are. She's just chubby. That's not, that's not terrible. <laughs> that's her advice. Things that, are. We're the only thing going on right now. <laughs> it wouldn't be that bad. Things are, are pretty overwhelming. I, I guess maybe just for me. Like, Jared Dad seems much less overwhelmed than I am. Uh, but I'm... Like, Jared Dad throws Guac's ball at night, which normally I'm like, stop throwing his goddamn ball in the house. And two days ago I was like, do not 
touch that goddamn ball again, I will not have dogs skittering around this house. In your defense, it freaks out Remy. It gets everybody Remy's all like, riled what up. What is this big skittering? And can I play too? Because Remy's getting play. I mean, the whole thing is very disruptive. Anti vibe. Anti vibe. Disruptive. Yes, yes. Anyway, I understand. I, uh, I am very stressed. Guac has me under mind control. It's bad. I'm a, you know, roasty of a human. It's a good thing that we didn't have human children. <laughs> Aside from the fact that I would hate being a mother to human children, our parenting styles, uh, like I never parented Jared's daughter. We never lived together. I never had to do any parenting of her. Thank God we would have been divorced, I think, if we had <laughs> tried to yeah, do that. that would have been a short one. It would have been real bad. We had an understanding. Uh, no, I mean, it, it, like it was a very explicit understanding where I was like, this is not going to work. Like, I don't want to do it. She doesn't want me to do it. I don't care what you want. <laughs> like, it won't, won't work if that happens. Right. Uh, I am not going to parent. The, I mean, you never asked, never wanted me to parent her, no. but I was way before we agreed to get married. It was like, so this is never going to be a thing. And we didn't even have six dogs back then. It wouldn't have mattered. Would not have mattered. We could have had zero dogs. Yeah. Our, our, parenting styles even with the dogs are oh, quite are quite different, different yes yeah yes um it's a little easier to manage with dogs but if if we had a human child man i'd be like stop letting it do everything yeah like, tell mean, it no i mean i'll go. let like voodoo lie out for 10 minutes or something i mean you you get drastic with foods if he's outside <laughs> I just learned. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, let me let me relay this story with the full background. This was news to me. <laughs> with the full background of how stressful everything is. And let me also add some background that that your dad and I have had a conversation. I know. I know. <laughs> about uh, coconuts. So, we have the coconuts that you see the dogs with all the time. These are unhusked coconuts, the big ones as they fall off the tree. Great. Great dog toys. Once you husk the coconuts and get into the delicious coconutty meat part on the inside and the coconut water, the dogs also believe that this is delicious. Um, even when they're kind of rotten coconuts, which is one of the foulest smells on the planet. Some of those that wash up are automatically mm -hmm. that. And so we've, Jared and I have had a conversation before. I was like, Ooh, hey. Right. This is not going to go well for No, me. it's no, not. But no, you, no. you went I, there, I'm so we're telling the, the story. I'm getting the effect here. This is very <laughs> bad. I opened the box. So I was like, dear dad, uh, no, no husked coconuts for the dogs. Because all, they, they get like obsessive, especially guac and voods, but all of them, about getting to the coconut even with all the meat out of it, like they can tell that that taste is there or if like the coconut water spills on the ground, they're sniffing the ground constantly. Do not give this to them. It just makes life really hard. This was like a nine month ago conversation. Dear Dad husked a bunch of coconuts yesterday and some, I believe some were just left on the ground. I just piled them up. I mean, I, I will admit, I just put them on the ground. I didn't give them to anybody i just made a pile guac also got one that was like husked and uh oh, that was broken it yeah. was broken yeah like the but there was like the full uh, cut all the way through like normally the husk comes off and then there's the coconut yeah, like you see at this door yeah so they were all obsessive about those yesterday and i was like god damn it i said i don't want to have coconuts and you were like yeah there's this one coconut was like leaking and they thought it was really interesting and i was like Ugh. i'm not gonna be a jerk i'm not gonna be the naggy wife who bitches it's fine and so i'm in bed last night at like 12 30 and i'm like i am so tired i am so drained i have fresh sheets i'm just gonna go to sleep and then Voot starts making noise and i was like i will take him out fine i will take him out and Voods is a pain in the ass when we take him out because a lot of times he's like i'm gonna lay in the grass and no i will not come in when you call me he does not come no, like the this. only way that we can get him to come in is to tempt him with chicken snacks. And we say, foods, foods, which you certainly hear us say on the snaps. And, and that then, works about 85% of the time. And you sometimes have to be really persistent. And sometimes even then he won't come. And so I let him out last night and he lays down where the coconut water has spilled out of a coconut. And there is a coconut uh, on the ground. Yeah, it's on me. I am mostly naked because I was in bed. I have wrapped myself up in a towel or something so I can go outside just in case there's a late night dog walker that I'm not going to be naked in the yard, but I'm not dressed. There's mosquitoes. There's mosquitoes crawling all over my body. 
Vodes is eating a goddamn coconut that I said he shouldn't have. And so I take the coconut away, and he's like, this ground is like coconut ground. <laughs> he will not come. I'm like, here, let me display this rich of chicken snacks to you. Would you like these? And he's like, no, it's coconut over here. And so I'm like, I'm seething at GR Dad. He's not down there. I'm No, I'm in bed. <laughs> he's in bed. Which didn't help my case. Admittedly <laughs> bad. <laughs> he... Put these coconuts out for the dog. And he's like, it's funny. There's like earlier bed. in the day. It's funny. There's like this leaky coconut and they all think it's great. And I'm like, Voods, come on, Voods, come on. So when Voods refuses to come, even in the face of snacks, the only way to get him to move, because I can't pick him up. Like you can stand him up and then he just flops back down. Right. I'm not strong enough to like just lift and, and carry. It takes a, it's a risky maneuver. Yeah. So... I found at one point that if I took, like, the Manchego wagon and just ran it into Voods. Like, bonk, bonk, yeah. bonk, Yeah, bonk. would, like, run it around, it, circle him, and then, like, run it into him sometimes. He'd get pissed off enough that he'd stand up and start walking. And I can't always get the wagon because I'm barefoot and our yard is full of rocks. And so sometimes I can only get into the little base, I don't know, first level enclosure. Things are real desperate that late at night, too. It's not... It's not good. I, oh, yeah. I am sorry. I, I, I feel bad. So I'm in this position with Guac last night. Cut to this afternoon where Jared Dad's like, why is that shovel outside? And I was like, I was using that to hit Voods to get him to come in last night. And Jared Dad's like, that's a funny joke. Why is it actually out there? And I was like, no, Ingo. He wouldn't come in. So I got the goddamn shovel and started hitting him with it. Now, I don't... I'm surprised the whap, whap, whapping didn't wake me up. <laughs> I mostly just wave the shovel around and then occasionally like tap him on the butt with it smack, i don't smack I smack don't actually beat him with it i i don't even smack 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 i just make a lot of movement with the shovel and, and then poke. and then sometimes he gets a quite gentle nudge with it uh yeah i've, I've used a broom a rake i use the sledgehammer once You've used your foot i'm sure oh the foot doesn't do anything he just like <laughs> flops over no i need equipment oh my god the foot doesn't do anything no he's like I'm going to lay on your foot now. Thanks for the massage. Who is you jerk? So I finally... With Thanks the, for the massage. Yeah. He's a psycho. With the assistance of the shovel, get him back into the elevator. After like 10 minutes of Wait, this... Wait, back up, back up, back up. Yeah. Did I hear the word sledgehammer three or four sentences ago? I've, I have <laughs> used all kinds of implements, including the sledgehammer. Yes. I kind of thump the sledgehammer on the ground around Voods and he can feel the vibrations and then occasionally tap him with the sledgehammer. It's yeah. like those geological explosions they do for like seismic experiments. Look, desperate times, desperate measures. A sledgehammer. You just grab stuff blindly. Whatever. You just grab for a handle and then you're like, ooh, yep, this is this six is what pounder. I'm using. Yep. Uh, so I finally get Voods upstairs and I walk into the bedroom and I was like, Jen, you have to be calm. He didn't mean for you to be outside with Voods like that. Naked and mosquito bitten in the middle of the night when you're so stressed out. And I was like, Ingo, we talked about it before and I told you not to give the dogs coconuts and I cannot have you giving the dogs coconuts anymore because they will not come in. And he's like, you okay? <laughs> I didn't know all this stuff last night. Man, this is terrible. I feel worse than I did. <laughs> I don't make requests unless I feel like they're really important. <sighs> Everything's also just extremely overwhelming right now. Yeah. Anyway, that was the shovel. Yeah. What do you, how do you think you came out of that funny story about the shovel? <laughs> not looking so, not smelling so good. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but please don't give them coconuts anymore. Yeah, <laughs> noted. Uh, anyway. That's the dog update. Good, bad, mostly bad, except for Vink. Yay, Vink. Yeah. Yay, so, even Brody looks somewhat normal right now, even though he's a freak also. The thing is, like, I just don't need his, like, really aggressive... I, I mean, I get that he just kind of has panic attacks mid-afternoon, and he really needs the soothing. Like, there's nothing to do about it. Um, but, man, it just is hard on top of everything else. Like, today, it's Labor Day, right? Like, nobody at work was emailing me. Like, things... We didn't have any work to do around the house. And all I did all day was soothe dogs. Yeah. Basically. Because they were in your face to be soothed. Yeah. And and usually two at a time. Yeah. Well, it's, because one gets there and then the other one tries to muscle in between you and Yeah, especially dog. Remy, who's like, oh, I, I sense you're on the ground with another dog, so I will come and stand on top of you and put my face in your face. 
it's just a lot right now. Uh, if it made sense to like fly three people down here and just assign them to be helpers, like one person per room, mm, we're just going to circle cycle dogs in. So you get like half an hour with hops and then half an hour with Remy. And then every, there's like a room. Just say these things. Hey, there! I know we'd have like a thousand volunteers. volunteers. <laughs> we got an RV. <laughs> we got. We oh, could just God. have people in line outside. There could be a line of cars, like a school drop-off. Oh. Everyone's waiting for their half hour. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay, hops, time to go down to the RV where like Allison is gonna play with you for the next half hour. And the weird thing is, we would pay for it, <laughs> even though that's contrary that's to great. how it could work. All right, that's dog updates. I by next week, hopefully, we'll have a solution for hops. Hopefully, Voods will be remaining seizure free. We'll have some updates on Remy's blood sugar, whatever. Vink may have lost some weight. Vink's fine. <laughs> okay, uh, Geodad has chosen three taste of the keys, and so I said I would do the German word of the week. Um, the German word of the week is Brot. Brot. Brot, which just means bread. Yeah. And I bring it up because there's this, it's not a cartoon. It's like a Muppets. Yeah, it's a it's a puppet. It's like a Muppet. Called Band das Brot. Band das Brot. So Band is his name. He's on a kid's channel. Yeah. It's a it's an anthropomorphic bread. Loaf of bread, he's not sliced teeny, loaf. He's tiny T-Rex arms, and his name is Band. And he's, he... <laughs> Last time we went to Germany, <laughs> he came on like late, late in the evening. Like, he's after the sign-off of that channel. They just put him Yes, on. he comes on. Ben das Brot. And he's sort of a European existential nihilistic loaf of bread. Yes. He talks about how his life is meaningless. He tries to kill himself, but the director won't let him. Yeah, he does try to kill himself. <laughs> tries to escape. They won't let him. Yeah. He's, he's trapped... His in life a, is torture. A, <laughs> it's it's very funny. It's it is the most bizarre thing. It's it's weird because it's a channel that during the day has its Kika. It has its Kinderkanal. It's mm -hmm. the kids channel, so it'll have you know the Smurfs and all this other like stuff. Nickelodeon. Like Nickelodeon, but then at night it changes into Adult Swim. Uh, no, after sign off, and it just has Bantas Brot. You know, it's like a five minute loop or something right it's just the same skit but it's him mostly being put in some weird situation that he's trying to get away from yeah and it's surreal it's you can always surreal oh super surreal you can watch it on youtube just look for band das brot band das brot yeah b-e-r-n-d band yeah kind of like bernard the bread yeah, yeah. band das brot because uh, that is never questioned the fact that he's an, a talking bread it's just he's in the position that he's in, and the position is absurd, but he is, like, expected to be normal. He's kind of a newscaster sometimes. Yeah, he's, like, he's on a game show. They force him to be on a game show host. Yeah, yeah and he's yeah. always a little confused why he's there and really upset yep. and, and, and despairing. And trying to get out. But this, yeah. like, you know, the, the omnipresent voice is telling him, nope, you're stuck in here. Mm -hmm. You better put on a good show or something. And there's a lot of... <sighs> sighing yeah and he like him. tries to run out of the left of the screen but then he scrolls back into the right and it's yeah. just a cruel cruel trick we'll link a youtube version of it it's a it's it's bizarre i think it's funny i i don't think it's funny it makes me kind of sad but it's a it's weird for sure <laughs> yeah. anyway brot is a really good word to know because like bread delicious an important part of life big thing in germany yeah, better, ben, better ben than in France. Brot. Although you know, I would apologize to all French people who believe their bread is better. But German, I, German I I'm married to you, my German love, and the French make way better bread. Oh my goodness, the French bread. Such disloyalty. <laughs> have you, I'm sorry. Have you had a croissant in Paris? <laughs> Fair. Take it or leave it. <laughs> okay. The ba the baguettes. The are baguette are clearly superior in France to anywhere else. Thank you. For, the French have good bread. Germans have more better breads. <laughs> okay. Uh, all right. Go for triple taste of the keys. Keys a palooza. There's so much keys news. Keys a stravanza. Go for it. I'm getting a drink. All right. I'm going to go in increasing order of 
interesting. I'm Weird. excited. Here, yeah. Weirdness. So the first one is, I thought th this is the headline. Well, this is the lead. When a Lamborghini caught fire in downtown Key West recently, people were left puzzled. The island may be a legendary party town, but it doesn't see a lot of burning sports cars. <laughs> so here comes Gregorio Darian Castellanos, a.k.a. rapper Risky Blunt. Risky Blunt. <laughs> Wait, where is rapper Risky Blunt from, Ingo? He's of Sugarloaf Key. He's 22 years Wait, old. Wait, he's from Sugarloaf? He, I thought he was from Stock Island. He was born in Stock Island, but he's of Sugarloaf Wait, Key. Wait, he lives on our key? Risky Blunt lives on our key? Yes. <laughs> yes. And you'd think you would like... Risky Blunt. See his Lamborghini. In the hood. Yes, yes. There's no Lamborghinis on Sugarloaf Key. I, I've, I know every car on Sugarloaf Key and there's no Lamborghini. So Castellanos, I'm going to call him Risky Blunt. Risky Blunt has Thank videos you. of him behind the wheel of the Italian luxury sports car. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And also some of firefighters extinguishing the blaze videos. I think these are on his phone. He says he plunked down $2,200 to rent it for 24 hours for a video shoot. But the car's owner, Alex Perez, said he let Risky Blunt borrow the car. It wasn't rented, Perez says. <laughs> He's a good friend of mine, Perez said. Mm -hmm. I let him borrow it for a photo shoot. I thought it'd be a cool idea. Perez says the Lambo is at his home in Marathon, and he's awaiting news from the insurance company. As oh, there a lawyer, is a Lamborghini in Marathon. It's burnt. Oh. <laughs> it's burned up. Okay, well, thanks to Risky Blunt. So is much. it Risky Blunt? Is that the name? It is Risky Blunt, yes. I mean, he's pretty risky. Yes, yes. He also goes by his middle name, Darian, sometimes. <laughs> risky Darian Blunt? <laughs> or just Darian? I don't know. Like, mm, okay. rapper, oh, one, yeah. name, one name, rapper name. Anyway, so... He, as a lawyer, I'm now instantly thinking, who, why are they making this de distinction between renting it and not? Because who has insurance and who's going to pay yeah. for it? I bet that Perez's insurance company wouldn't pay for it if it were rented. Mm -hmm. So he's saying, I let him borrow it for a photo shoot. I thought it'd be a cool idea. Then the insurance company might pay. If a guy pays $2,200 to rent it for 24 hours, the insurance company might not pay. Total surmise on my part. I do not know. Nice. Anyway, Perez, the owner of the Lambo, burnt, said, It happened on my birthday. Imagine that. I love that car. <laughs> I love this reporting. I think it's Gwen. Is that Gwen Fialosa? I think so. For the Miami so. Herald? I think so, If it's yeah. Keys it's News in the Herald, it's, it's her. from the Herald. It is Gwen Fialosa, yes. Yeah. Bless her for getting all these quotes. She's great. She is. Perez thinks it was the muffler that caught fire. Those cars are known for the muffler to get on fire, he said. Oh. I don't even understand what, how it happened, Risky Blunt said during an interview <laughs> while seated at Beards and Brews Bar and Barbershop, link provided an article, <laughs> <laughs> which he helped open with his family in January. Before the fire, a friend drove by him and jokingly told him, don't blow that car up. <laughs> Next, the rapper said he was tooling around in the Lambo when he made a right turn on Fleming Street. This is a car you believe is flat, a Lamborghini. Anyway. A Lamborghini is the flattest of cars. <laughs> when he made a right turn on Fleming Street, saying he was going 25 miles per hour, saying uh -huh. he was going 25 miles Thank you, Gwen. That's good. And yes, he has driven one before, along with a Ferrari and a Rolls Royce. Oh, nice. That he throws I've driven a Lambo before, and... I will or, have you know. And a Rolls Royce. Yeah, that's the ticket. <laughs> that's when a man on a bicycle told him the car was on fire. Very Key West. So Key West. Yeah. Risky, All of these are very, very keysy stories. Risky Blunt jumped out and <laughs> called the fire department. Key West firefighters were <laughs> called at 12.05 p.m., so middle of the day. Mm. They found a silver Lamborghini with smoke coming from the engine in the back, according to the incident report. Silver Lamborghini. I added a different color. Yeah, well, you think yellow or red, right? Orange. Yeah, yeah orange. Yeah. Interesting. Orange. We'll kind talk of. more about that. The fire was unintentional and the cause undetermined, according to the fire department's mm. report. Due to the vehicle exhaust being located near the area of origin, overheating cannot be ruled out as a cause of the fire, Captain Jason Barrasso, the fire inspector, wrote in the report. Okay. Risky Business said, Risky Blunt said, <laughs> I'm happy I didn't die. He says insurance will cover the damage. 
Oh, he was born in Miami, but raised on Stock Island, which is just outside of Key West. Yep. Uh, risky. Graduated from Key West High School and then became a licensed barber. But hip-hop music is his main focus, and mm. he says he's Miami-based. He owns his own label. But Where he is, lives on Sugarloaf? His label's called Risky. Uh-huh. He lives on Sugarloaf, yes. He you... Does. All right, look. There's like... You can get some real cred from being Miami-based. You get... Zero hip-hop or rap cred from living on Sugarloaf Key. I don't know what that's like. That's like living in Westchester or something if you're it's from not New York. Even, it's a goddamn island with nothing. There's no... Bi- I'm sorry. I was going to say there's no business on it. There is the Sugarloaf Lodge. The Tiki Bar. That's part of the lodge. Also, Skydive Key West mm-hmm. is on Sugarloaf mm-hmm. Key. That is the totality. There used to be a bat tower. That was not a business, though. <laughs> fell over. Even there. that fell over. <laughs> there isn't. It's not even like Summerland Key, which has a post office. A gas a, station. A liquor store. Yeah. We got nothing. We got nothing. We got All right, nothing. continue. Uh, that's it. I just made a song with Twista. <laughs> Risky rap danger said. <laughs> Risky I've been, blunt. I've been doing shows in front of tens of thousands of people. I've worked with some of the biggest artists in the world. Well, bless his heart and good luck to... Risky Blunt. All right, I googled Risky Blunt, and are you regretting it? Uh, the first link that comes up is his Twitter. Oh, he's like a <laughs> a super skinny white guy. He's a barber. He looks kind of like a barber. I mean, he just opened the beards and beers. Brews. He looks like he's about eighteen with like a really bad skinny mustache. I wish him good luck, and I'm glad he didn't burn up. All right, he has tweeted the Miami Herald article that you just read, which has a picture of him in a dare shirt. Like drugs are real. Exp- d- drugs are <laughs> what is? I don't know. It's an anti-drug campaign from the '80s. Yeah, risky blunt. That's it's supposed to be ironic, but you're just dumb. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag new profile pic. He says. Hashtag you're not a fan. <laughs> the second story is about the Lamborghini. And then his Facebook page. I'm, I mean, if I, if I Google Taylor Swift, I don't get her Miami Herald car story first. <laughs> uh, let's see how many followers he has on, on Twitter. 706. Mm-hmm. Dear Dad, your new Twitter account has more <laughs> followers in one day than risky blunt has well in his I, career you know, performing for tens of thousands of people i haven't burnt up a lambo yet well, let's see how that is i mean it would be on brand dude i would totally give him the color of his burned up lambo Jaredad's new uh alt twitter account is at car color namer you tweet him pictures of cars and he makes up colored i'm names. feeling a little boomer about this now i, I, I think it's know. hilarious i think it's a bit boomer whatever you're not a you're not a boomer why do people care what colors i'm assigning to their car names or the other way around names i'm assigning to their car colors porn stash is a really good color name and i think you're hilarious (laughs) you may be artificially supportive no no i'm biased maybe i like you i think Uh, you're pretty nice supportive i believe it's supporting (laughs) all right hit us with story number two number two is shorter i'm gonna abbreviate a little bit okay um here's what happened on thursday morning a miami lakes man was free diving for lobsters uh, off the ocean key side uh, ocean side of key largo right that's the south side without a dive flag which is you're not allowed to do you're supposed to have a dive flag one of the red Mm -hmm. with the diagonal white so that boats don't run you over yep Florida wildlife and conservation officers who were in plain FWC. who were in plain clothes pulled up to him in their boat while he was in the water and turned on their blue flashing lights and identified themselves as FWC whoop, police. Whoop. <laughs> Rosado, our perp, got into his <laughs> kayak and rode down a residential canal to get away from the officers. So it's <laughs> kayak being chased by launch. He fled in a kayak. Launch is like we cannot idle this slowly. We. Can- we're passing him all the time. Down a canal. <laughs> Which dead ends? The canal ends. It always dead end at land, and you can't, yeah. <laughs> After multiple commands to stop, 
Our perp exited his kayak at a homeowner's residence. I think they're just like, come on. And Ferris Buellered it through a couple of other (laughs) residential backyards, said investigator William Thompson, one of the officers involved in the bust. The FWC officer driving the boat dropped off Thompson, who caught our perp after a brief chase through the neighborhood. They cut it at mile marker 95, so it's upper keys. Oh, it's way up there, yeah. He was charged with having two undersized rung lobster tails in his shorts pockets. <laughs> I forgot allowed... that the lobsters were in his pockets. <laughs> yeah. You're not allowed to separate the tails from the lobsters until you are on land yeah. because the, you have to have the lobsters there to be measured separately from the tails. Right? Yeah. Lobsters have to have a long enough tail and be big enough themselves. And if you just take the tails... Yeah, the middle body part is a thing that, that has that to be That alone measured. is illegal, even if it were proper size. Yeah. But they're not. Too undersized. They're teeny tiny. And then they found seven more undersized tails that he discarded during the chase. So he's just flinging lobster (laughs) tails left and right out of his shorts pockets. And uh, so some of the rung tails were well undersized. One was one inch. They showed a picture of it. It was like the size of your pinky finger. The size of your pinky. You don't catch mini baby lobsters. Why would you do that? So the, the tails have to be longer than five and a half inches. And the carapace has to be three inches long, like the shell, right? The, the middle lobsters, part. The tail's like longer. The body part, yeah. Yeah, but it's, but it's so not even close. The animals must be measured in the water and be brought back to shore whole. So he did none of these things. He was just rummaging around grabbing Stuck them in his pockets. Just ridiculous shorts pockets. No wonder he <laughs> took the tail off because it was, can't put the whole lobster in there. Anyway, mm-hmm. he uh, was taken to jail. Good. Yes. Uh, so there. All right, now. Also, this... don't try to escape the police in a kayak. Come on, guys. Kayak Have some chase. pride. This last story is perhaps the most Florida Keezy story that will ever happen on the podcast. I almost wanted Jared Dad to save this story for, the for live when we do a live show again. It's so good. But it's so uncertain when we'll do that. No, so. that's right. You got to do it. All you right. got to do it. All right. Because you think it's done, and then there's a whole thing like fourth act yeah i'm gonna skip the high headline because it you know yeah, as yeah. in typical journalistic fashion covers too much gives yeah. you too much gives you too much okay do it i'm excited okay at 5 12 p.m on thursday also last mm-hmm. week big day yeah the monroe county sheriff's office received a report of a man passed out next to his bicycle with a goat along for the ride <laughs> I started laughing when they called me, said Deputy Tom Fricky. Uh, he had to double check that he heard it right. Fricky arrived at the Tom Thumb convenience store in, you know, uh, Big Pine. Big Pine Key, 30662. I gotta say, highway. drunk guy passed out next to a bike with a goat tied to it is the most Big Piney thing. Yeah, if he, you were like, okay, drunk guy passed out next to a bike, middle of the day, goat tied to the bike, could be like Big Pine? Yeah. So he found a, bless you, he found a small goat tethered to a bike. Mm -hmm. Both were next to a man sleeping in the grass. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The goat is about knee high. I mean, it's a miniature goat. So it's, (laughs) it's adult. Thank you very much. Not a baby goat. I'm not no baby. It's an adult goat, but it looks like a teeny tiny baby. Frankly, there's photos. Itty bitty goat. Itty bitty goat. So it is a cute little goat. So as Fricky says, he's been a veter- He's been on the force for 28 years. There, he said he's one of our local homeless drunks. I mean, this is very small town 1950s. So the goat was traced back to the owner, Cindy Cody, but she didn't want to press charges. She just wanted back her goat, which she got two weeks ago. What's the goat's name? Well, she likes to call him Billy Bob Thornton. Uh huh. But she also, the nickname, of course, is Billy the Kidder. <laughs> yeah, it's a four-year-old little Billy goat. I mean, mini, miniature goat, not Billy. The sheriff's office released the man, since no one was pressing charges. Fricky said he watched the goat theft suspect take off on his bicycle, and the goat owner's friend brought Billy home to enjoy his grass and air conditioning again. Aww. He likes the air conditioning. Well, don't we all? It's hot here. It's hot. So Cody, the owner... Uh, knows the man who took Billy. She has hired him to do odd jobs around her home for about 10 years, which is probably why she didn't press charges. Yeah. Fricky said the man didn't appear intoxicated, only sleeping. Mm-hmm. But Cody said there's more to the story. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Gwen. She says Billy came home drunk. 
Billy the, the goat. goat. <laughs> she says his eyes were so dilated yesterday. <laughs> they didn't look normal at all. Now, goats do have square pupils. Square pupils. So, you know. Well, rectangular. Uh, Miss Cody could have just, you know, for noticed that for the first time. No, in two don't weeks. gaslight her. I'm don't gaslight saying. her. That goat was drunk. Keep going. <laughs> she made some calls. Look, the police aren't investigating this. The owner, Ms. Cody, made some calls Thursday and was told the mm-hmm. goat was used by several men as a prop for panhandling. Mm. Billy was gone from 11.45 a.m. until about 6 p.m. So they, they're like, oh, how can we make more money? We'll get a teeny baby goat <laughs> to sit there and evoke sympathy. I would love, I mean... A little bit more reporting might have unearthed, like, the signs they had. Like, need to take care of my baby goat. <laughs> baby goat needs Anything food. Anything helps. Yeah. And according to her, they were all over town with the goat, and they made a crap load of money off that goat. <laughs> she took a photo of Billy sprawled out on the floor. Aww. Which is in the Miami Herald. And she says on the photo, you can say, you can see he's trying to make the ground stand still because he's drunk. Poor Billy. It was spinning. Sean McGrady, the friend who volunteered to go looking for the goat when Cody called, said it was a little drunk, a little tipsy. They'd been giving him beer. Come on, <laughs> guys. <laughs> Don't give beer to animals. Yeah. Billy was looking good on Friday, Cody said, so everything's fine. She wasn't upset about the pet theft, especially since Billy was safe, back safe as home. It's just a normal day, she said. <laughs> Big, I'm sorry. Fine key. <laughs> if someone stole my guacko man for six hours, gave him beer, made a bunch of money off him, and then the cops had to bring him home, I would press charges. You don't live in a weird place. Big Pine is. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a rougher place. I, I like Big Pine. It's it's not it's not that it's rougher so much as it's like, it's much more kind of rustic. Like there's people fully off the grid on Big Pine. Yeah. Um, that's true like water from their roofs and you know, yeah cister- yeah cisterns, cisterns and solar panels yeah. and generators and yeah. stuff yeah Guns. um yeah oh i mean if you followed my like gen runs every road in the keys that's where there were a lot of roads with like makeshift signs that are like we will shoot you if you come back there yeah. was one with like a crutch tied to a tree and then a sign tied to the crutch <laughs> it was like we shoot trespassers oh and i was like great not and, doing the rest of that road and done the maps are like this is a public road and you're looking at it going no it's not <laughs> not no, anymore no, it's no, not. No, no, no. <laughs> uh yeah it's it's a little more old school so billy the kidder is an excellent story especially <laughs> for big pine i mean it is it is a much more libertarian place than key west would be key west is a city and they have their city police and it's Mm -hmm. it's a much more regimented place right they even try to regiment the chickens unsuccessfully yeah but big pine is kind of live and let live this is this is on on par they made a crap ton of money off that (laughs) goat i think the story that we did at the live show with the naked guy chased by the bees Bees. i think that was on big pine too oh it was was absolutely it was by the wind dixie yeah yeah or started by the wind dixie (laughs) that's right it ended behind the the tackle shop yeah the bait and tackle probably also next to the tom thumb it's all downtown big pine but dear dad exaggerates there's not a downtown big pine there's just route one that goes through and then there's a few stores there they have a traffic light jen there it is one of few traffic lights in the lower keys and they 17 do miles to the next one they yeah <laughs> yeah when we when we bought this house and we or actually, it was when we rented here. So we rented on the same key that we're on now. And we're like, okay, um, we're going to go up to Big Pine Key to go grocery shopping. So you get under Route 1, you turn right. And and then quickly, you see a big billboard that's like Winn-Dixie Big Pine Key left at the next light, which is 22 miles. <laughs> it's 22 miles. Like far. Yeah. And we, <laughs> You've forgotten like, all about it. We, did we miss the light? I'm like, no, man. It's real far. There is no there. light. Yeah. There, there's no light. Yeah. It's the only, it is the only stoplight that changes. Like there's a bunch of, there's a couple blinky stoplights. Yeah, that's right. Outside of um, fire stations, for example, mm-hmm. or, or just sort of there's sort a few. caution ones. Yeah. Uh, it's the only one that changes between Key West and the Seven Mile Bridge. It goes in like 50 miles. Red, it's, yellow, green. It's the yes. only one that goes red, yellow, green. Yeah. Yeah. Um, 50 miles. It's in the middle of a 50-mile stretch. Yeah, from the 7-mile... Actually, 60-mile stretch. You get on the 7-mile bridge... Oh, and, and then, then to Marathon is, is the other end. 
Yeah, the marathon end of the Seven Mile Bridge. That's like to Stock Island, right outside of Key West. The only red, yellow, green stoplight is the one in Big Pine. Yeah. The other instructions that we can give you to get to our house is like, get on Route 1, enter the Florida Keys. At the first single blinky light hanging over the middle of the road, turn left. Yeah. It's 117 miles, but you will get to a single blinky light hanging over the road. And yeah. That's us. It's by the Tiki Lodge there. Yeah, tiki Hut. By the Tiki Hut. I mean, Tiki Hut doesn't help very much, no, but single blinky lights. Tiki, tiki Huts. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, dear dad, I forgive you for giving the dogs coconuts that I got me mosquito bites in I was, uncomfortable places did, last night. I have explanations. <laughs> <laughs> and I have itchy spots. Oh. And a sledge. <laughs> <laughs> and a little more practice with the garden tools. <laughs> I'm a little worried. Uh, well, everyone, please send us positive, calming, healthy vibes. And uh, until next week, don't bite anyone unless they ask you to. That's right. Bye. Bye. Bye.